Hello and welcome to BTC Radio. I'm Kevin Mitchell, founder of the Business Travel Coalition and your host. Our guest today is Laddie Hostalik, a professional pilot and business agent for the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, Local Union 1108 in Ohio. Today we will discuss two well-known fractional aircraft ownership companies, namely Flight Options and FlexJet. There is a concerted effort to decertify the Teamsters Union at those two companies. We will examine the goals and long-term effects of a decertification and why corporate, university, and government travel managers should care. Welcome to the show, Laddie. How are you doing, Kevin? Thank you for having me on today. You bet. Let's get right to it. Tell us a little bit about your career in the airline industry and your involvement with the Teamsters Airline Division. Sure. Um, I started my career early on. and I was uh, 17 when I enlisted in the Air Force and in the Air Force, I worked as a B-52 mechanic. And while I was in the Air Force, on our base, they had an aero club. And the aero club was run by retirees and, and some active pilots and enlisted uh, members there. And what, what I did was I started going to that aero club, and that's where I learned to fly. And I earned my private pilot license. And then after serving in the Air Force, I continued my flight training and I entered um, the aviation program offered at Southern Illinois University. Uh, I worked there through all of my different ratings, uh, all the way up to airline transport pilot and flight instructor, and uh, earned two degrees there, one in aviation flight and one in aviation management. And then since that time, I've flown uh, a realm of operations. I've flown in corporate operations, uh, private operations. I've flown in cargo operations, part 135 and fractional operations. And uh, not only have I flown as a line pilot and Czech airman, so I'm real familiar with that side of the world, but I've also worked in management. I served as a director of operations and chief pilot. And uh, right now for FlexJet, I, I fly the Challenger 300-350. My involvement with IBT, the International Brotherhood of Teams, especially le Local 1108, it began around 2005 or 2006 when we first organized Flight Options, which is the sister company to FlexJet. And the company had expanded and management wasn't addressing the needs of the pilots. It directly impacted families and the safety of operations. And, and that's when I became concerned and got involved. So since that time, I've served various roles on committees and in the leadership, including, you know, union communications committees and safety committees and ASAP and negotiating committees. And then I also was an officer at Local 1108 on the Master Executive Council and the Executive Board. And uh, eventually I moved into becoming the uh, local 1108 business agent in 2009. And that's been my ongoing involvement since 2009. And I negotiate directly with management and I still fly the line. Can you give us some brief insight into the history of how the Teamsters became the bargaining agent for the pilots at Flight Options? Sure. Well, um, the Teamsters have represented Flight Options since 2006. How FlexJet became involved was in 2013, uh, OneSky, which is the parent of Flight Options, purchased FlexJet. And FlexJet was a non-union competitor. So the two carriers uh, merged. And because of that, in 2015, through the National Mediation Board, 
there was an election between the pilots of FlexJet and Flight Options as a combined group. And in December of 2015, it was determined by a majority of the vote that the International Brotherhood of Teamsters would represent in uh, both pilot groups, be- officially becoming their certified bargaining agent. So the problem is the company refuses to accept that its pilots want a union, you know, like the rest of the professional pilots in the United States. Can you describe for us the issue with flight options and FlexJet that you are so concerned with and working on? Um, I think the problem at uh, the companies, which again, the parent is one sky, is the management of FlexJet has just flat out declared war on the pilots and the union. Um, the strategy is pretty basic on their part. They just continually deny the pilots improvements in pay and work rules and benefits. And the whole time they blame the union for the lack of the progress in contract negotiations. And I could tell you being there, that certainly isn't the case. And they've done this uh, relentlessly over a number of years. It's a, it's a tactic they've used and, um, and they continue to use it. Now, Ken Rickey, who's the chairman of One Sky and these companies, and the management of the company, they're doing everything in their power to coerce the pilots into voting against records of representation. They don't want the union on property. And that's what's led to the ongoing vote because, you know, we were certified by the National Mediation Board and the individuals that have begun the decertification vote are deeply supported by management and outside entities. And they voting on whether we remain unionized, it started on May 2nd and it'll end on uh, May 30th. Laddie, let me read something to you that I came across today from the LA Times. It's from the Times and from uh, FlexJet Management, and get your reaction. I quote, FlexJet has also sent workers messages warning against what it called a spreading, quote, cancer, end quote, of employees being indifferent to professionalism because the union makes them feel, quote, untouchable, end quote. To me, Laddie, That's a grossly unprofessional statement by management toward pilots, and it's probably Exhibit A in terms of why so many pilots perceive a strong need for a union. What what is your opinion about that statement? No, I I agree with you, and and I will tell you that that statement is accurate. And the place where that statement comes from is, again, the management has had a relentless attack, and they use their own internal company communication systems reaching all the pilots and all of their employees. And a member of management on a weekly basis puts out emails. And he's been doing this for a long time. And one of the things he does is just relentlessly attack the union and the pilots. And he's the one who indicated that it's a cancer and that they need to kill the cancer. And uh, has even gone so far most recently is to simply state, kill the MCBA. So it's relentless. It's unprofessional. And interesting enough, the company has its own three fundamental principles, but management continues to violate their own fundamental principles while they expect the pilots and the rest of the employees to file. So it's, it's, it's totally unprofessional. I don't mean to you know, continue this thread much longer about that statement, but it seems like they're quite tone deaf. I mean, you described how you went to school and rose through the ranks and got, you know, one qualification after the other. And for someone to call you unprofessional, that you might do things that would violate all of your training and all of your beliefs, I think you might, you guys might win this quite handily because that's 
an insult to a professional pilot. Anyway. It, it's not only insulting. It goes against what we are as a profession. As professional pilots, highly regulated by the federal government, competent making decisions in aircraft that affect the well-being of our passengers, our crew members, and the property and, and the public. It's absolutely insulting to call us what we've been called. And I'd just like to note, when the attack is on the union, the pilots are the union, and that's very unprofessional. Um, those that are, are seeking decertification of your union, are they getting any outside assistance with their efforts? I, I seem to have read something a week or two ago about some kind of organization that's got its fingers in this. Yes, uh, the, we, we know they're receiving uh, assistance from management, and we know that they're receiving assistance from supporting decertification groups, and only a small group of pilots are pushing for it. It's bad. We've seen it all. We've seen coercion, threats, promises of benefits. They play the good cop, bad cop. They use every trick in the book. And in addition to the few pilots that are receiving free legal assistance and consulting advice, they're receiving it from extreme fringe groups, in particular, like the Center for Independent Employees. And the Center for Independent Employees, they're, they're very secretive. They don't want you to know where their money's coming from. And we've demanded that they tell the pilot group that these certers more about where they're getting the money from, but they won't. What we do know is that CIE, the Center for Independent Employees, is part of, of a larger network of organizations that are, they're attacking unions across the country. You know, research indicates that they're connected with the state policy network, which has direct connections with the Koch brothers. They're anti-union extremists who want to eliminate unions from every workplace in America. That's what we're dealing with. You know, I work closely with travel managers from corporations, universities, as well as the federal government. Why should all of this be of concern to them? Well, I think to answer the question, you have to look deeper into to how unions are in commercial aviation. And commercial aviation is a highly unionized industry. Professional pilots are one of the most highly unionized occupations in the United States, with greater than 90% of the professional pilots being unionized. As compared to uh, other industries, it's just nowhere near that. And being unionized and having collective bargaining agreements is what promotes safety and a very stable aviation industry in the United States. Historically, that's what we have seen in the United States for a, a long time. And pilots' unions are on the front lines of ad advocating for best safety practices, which is, should be a concern to everybody out there. The anti-union consultants behind this effort to destroy the union at FlexJet have their sights on commercial pilots across the industry, uh, legacy carriers, the, the larger places with tens of thousands of pilots. So uh, they won't stop at FlexJet. They're going to continue to attack pilot unions. And they're going to, uh, what happens is it, it introduces unstable labor relations into commercial aviation system. It's bad. And instability is not good for business travelers. It's not good for pilots. It actually affects the profitability of the airlines adversely. So if you eliminate the voice of pilot unions from the safety discussion, it's not good for anyone. It seems to me that it's not good for business either because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe General Electric did away with their flight department late last year or early this year. And there's a chance that GE will be followed by a lot of other companies who might outsource to companies that we're talking about. And if those companies that are seeking to outsource their flight departments learn of instability and concern among pilot groups, it's going to be bad for business for FlexJet, yes? 
Uh, I would agree. And when you have companies like GE that go to use other companies to fill in the fact that they've closed their, their flight department, it's not a good thing when there's bad labor management relations for whatever source they're using. So the unionization of those groups or them using corporations to fill in the work they were doing that are unionized and structured increases the safety and, and it helps industries. So uh, yeah, it's a serious concern, and I'm sure it should be something that they should consider when choosing their uh, where they outsource. Yeah, I know. I ran the aviation department when I was at Cigna, and this would be a big, big concern um, if I were still there, uh, where this might go. So let's let's switch gears to what is the Teamsters doing about this issue, and what are your expectations for an outcome? Well, first of all, what we're trying to do is make sure that the pilots understand what's at stake. The big thing is being informed. So if pilots vote against a union, what they lose on the day that that vote comes through at that moment, they'll lose their current contract and management is free to to cut the pay, benefits, change the working conditions instantly. Uh, We're making sure the pilots understand that being for a union doesn't mean that you're against the company. That's just not the case. And industry leaders like Southwest, for example, are highly unionized and highly profitable. So we want a positive relationship with management, but it takes two to tango. So how does this FlexJet issue affect the aviation industry in whole, uh, especially the professional pilots in the U.S.? And secondly, should mechanics be concerned as well? Pilots, most highly unionized occupations in the United States. And as I said before, the forces behind this decertification effort, they, they won't stop at FlexJet. If they succeed here, they will try to do it at other carriers. And uh, all the pilots, unions in the nation, they're on notice and they're watching and uh, they're trying to watch what happens at FlexJet. So the view is that an attack on one of us is an attack on all of us. So without strong unions, we tend to see lower standards and a deterioration of conditions in the work environment. So this can directly correlate with the degradation of safety. So it is a concern. And professional pilots of other carriers, they won't allow this to spread. And they've made clear their support for the Teamsters at FlexJet known across the United States. In a nutshell, and you touched on this a little bit, but why is it so highly unionized, the airline industry? Well, and and to go back, you asked me about the mechanics, too, and I just want to touch on that briefly because I missed it. Mechanics can be affected also. For example, when we talk about unionization in the aviation industry, which leads to this question, um, it's not just the professional pilots that are unionized. When you go out and you get on an airplane and fly, the gate agents are typically unionized, the flight attendants are unionized, the pilots are unionized, and so are the mechanics. Often the support uh, around them, whether it's fueling operations or other vendors, are also unionized. So aviation is a highly unionized industry overall, and it's a volatile industry. Uh, There's big fluctuations in the aviation industry based upon the economy, and there's often regular mergers and acquisitions. We see it happen all the time. So unions are response to that volatility. Uh, aviation employees, they want a professional advocate that represents their interests. It's also true that safety must be the highest priority in aviation. So when we talk about this, we always look at how it improves safety. So pilots, flight attendants, mechanics, and all the employers are on the front line when it comes to, to safety. And when we have a union to protect us, 
we can raise our voices to protect passenger safety without any fear of retaliation. It's not just rhetoric. It's a fact. Before we close out, is there anything we didn't cover that you want to address? I think that there's just a couple things I'd like to talk about. And one has to do with where we are right now with the pilot shortage and how everything's affected during mm-hmm. collective bargaining. You know, it is a fact. There is a pilot shortage. And in the marketplace for pilots, they're harder to find. And that gives unions more bargaining power. But regardless of the market, collective bargaining always yields better results for pilots uh, than individual negotiations with the carrier. But it's important to say that the Teamsters don't approach collective bargaining as a uh, zero-sum game. You know, we want contracts that work for pilots uh, and carriers and the people who count on us for safe transportation. So we want a long-term relationship. We want a positive labor management relationship that works for all the stakeholders. And it's inconceivable that FlexJet pilots would give up their collective bargaining rights in the middle of this pilot shortage. Our peers would look at us like we've lost our collective minds. I don't think it's going to happen, and we plan to win. Another point I'll end on is... There are a lot of issues on the horizon, I think, for pilots, for mechanics. I mean, you've got single pilot cargo out there being talked about. You've got drones. You've got continued major outsourcing of maintenance. And, you know, you can't stop these things. But I think the right thing to do and the value that the union brings to the table is you can't stop these things, but you can get on the front end of them and shape them, right? Going back to your comment about zero sum. No, let's make sure... All stakeholders' interests are represented in these final decisions in the years ahead. Does that make sense to you? No, I, I agree. You know, I agree a hundred percent, and I think exactly how you stated it is right. You know, we have to look at everything around us. We look at the support from other unions. It's been tremendous, whether it's SWAPA or APA or NetJets ASAP. ALPA has been involved in the Coalition of Airline Pilots, uh, which represents over 30,000 pilots. You know, we have more than 95,000 pilots that have supported us through letters, encouraging pilots to vote for the Teamsters. It's been great. And keep in mind, we're not trying to make anything worse anywhere. What we're trying to do is approve everything and make it a safer operation and look out for the professional pilots throughout the U.S. And everybody's watching. Well, Laddie, thank you for your many insights today. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on on today and giving me a chance to talk about it a little bit, Kevin. Well, that's it for this edition. For the entire team here at BTC Radio, thank you for tuning in. 